the Alan Slate Radio Institute at the Faculty of Communication and Design, this is the Ryerson Today podcast, where we look at the people, ideas, and culture of Ryerson University. You can also hear it on CJRU 1280 AM. I'm Will Sloan for Ryerson Today. Yellowhead Institute, which launches this month based in the Faculty of Arts, is the first of its kind, a First Nations-led, nonpartisan national research center devoted to researching and analyzing Indigenous governance and policy. The Institute will connect researchers, thinkers, and policymakers into a dialogue about First Nations self-governance and encourage education and legislation that moves beyond Canada's history of colonialism. Hayden King is executive director of Yellowhead and also serves in the Faculty of Arts as advisor to the Dean on Indigenous Education. In his long career as a scholar and educator, He has been the Senior Policy Advisor to Ontario's Minister of Natural Resources and Aboriginal Affairs, Director of Research at the Canadian Council for Aboriginal Business, and has taught Indigenous politics and policy at Ryerson, McMaster, and Carleton. He is Anishinaabe from Chimnasing First Nation. Yellowhead Institute launches this month, and Hayden King is here to tell us what to expect from it. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here, Will. Yellowhead Institute has been a project you've wanted to launch for a long time. Could you tell me a little about how this idea came about and what the gestation process was? Sure. So uh, I came back to Ryerson very recently, just about a year ago, and that coincided with the arrival of uh, my colleague Shiri Pasternak in the Department of Criminology. And her and I both do work on Indigenous policy and politics and have for many years. We've written together and so both of us coming to Ryerson at the same same time, or for me coming back to Ryerson, I thought was a real opportunity to start collaborating and start rebuilding what the Center for Indigenous Governance was, but take it in a different direction and really start from scratch. And so both Shiri and I had been involved, as I said, in this work and, and recognized the real lack of critical analysis on legislation and policy that was affecting Indigenous people. And there's no body, there's no organization, there's no institution that does this work. And so we we started thinking about what that entity would look like. And happily, the Faculty of Arts at Ryerson provided us the space to sort of imagine what the Yellowhead Institute can be. And we really planned for eight, ten months developing a proposal and creating the structure and creating a board of advisors and bringing a number of community people in. And and really, it was a collaborative process to determine what the expression of Yellowhead Institute was. And so that's really been the process for the past years. The, the, we've just been building for the last year on, on Yellowhead. What are some of the first priorities? Well, we have broad objectives, uh, which are to support First Nations in their self-determination goals, We want to hold the federal, provincial, territorial governments accountable and potentially even influence policy. We want to do public education. Of course, we are a research center based in the Faculty of Arts and at a university. And so we want to be educating Indigenous people and Canadians on Indigenous governance and the relationship generally. We want to support Indigenous students, community researchers, and bring them in to Yellowhead Institute to uh, be doing some of this critical analysis themselves and maybe do some mentorship and capacity building. And then finally, we want to model what a positive, productive uh, relationship between non-Indigenous and Indigenous scholars can be. So those are the sort of five objectives that are driving Yellowhead Institute at the outset. And in terms of the immediate goals, we are working to release a 
analysis of the federal government's new indigenous rights legislation that's coming very soon. And um, that's going to keep us occupied, I think, for the next year, year and a half, just uh, preparing for that and analyzing the bewildering or dizzying amount of new policy and uh, legislation that's coming out. One of the major themes of Yellowhead is this idea of First Nations self-governments. What are the big obstacles to achieving this right now? By and large, everybody is on the same page that self-determination for Indigenous people is a good thing. And we're focusing at the outset on First Nations. But the big barrier is on the conceptualization or rather the interpretation of what self-government means. So the federal government is saying, yes, let's move towards First Nation self-government, but it's in a very limited, narrow way. You know, it's confined to the reserve. It's dependent on fiscal transfers from the federal government. It's no access to traditional territories. It's administration over service delivery. And First Nations have been saying something much different. They've been, you know, we have been saying, First Nations have been saying, we want access to our traditional territories. We want to exercise jurisdiction over our traditional territories. We want restitution for 150 years of colonization. We want to be able to design our own programs and administer them and services to community members. Basically, it's a difference of opinion on how to approach self-government. And and unfortunately, and as has been the case for the past century and a half, it's Canada that has the power to enforce their vision of what self-government is. So First Nations are, are just trying to respond and push back and, and, and resist. And so that's, I think that's the primary barrier. And it's really been the, the primary barrier since Canada was founded. Well, with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, there's been a lot of renewed discussion about the relationship between Indigenous peoples and the Canadian government. How optimistic are you that this moment can be harnessed, you know, in such a way that could lead to positive change? I'm forever optimistic in communities. Uh, I think that the Idle No More movement five years ago really changed the discourse in this country, and I don't think it's ever going to go back to the way it was. Two-spirit Indigenous women intervened in, into the public square soon afterwards in forceful ways, pressuring the government to create an inquiry on missing and murdered Indigenous women. The TRC Commission released its calls to action, did its work and released its calls to action, as you noted. And so I think that we are in a moment where there's a tremendous amount of momentum. I think that it is an opportunity. I think that we will continually be pushing back against the variety of forces, whether it's industry, whether it's government, whether it's individual citizens, diverse communities, First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people. I mean, there's a lot of communities and groups involved in this discussion and debate about what Canada is or what post-Canada is. And so that's going to be contentious. Um, And so while I come from a more critical perspective, it shouldn't be mistaken for cynicism, you know, because I am optimistic that we can make positive change. Yellowhead Institute promises to be rooted in Indigenous thought. What are some of the ways this manifests itself? Well, we want to be reliant heavily on our relationships with communities. And so we have a board of advisors that is seven individuals. Six of them are our First Nation community members. We have a a host of uh, associate fellows and research fellows that we're planning to announce soon of individuals who are almost exclusively grounded in, in communities. And they basically hold us accountable for the work that we do. And they let us know that What we're writing, what we're producing is or is not useful to communities, does or does not come from a 
First Nation sort of philosophical orientation. But it's very difficult to define that in, or distill it in very, very concrete terms. We want to have reciprocal relationships with communities. We want to make sure that everything that we do contributes to their work. We want to have high ethical standards. We want to make our, our research accessible to everybody. That means not writing in academic jargon. We want, we want it to be open access so that everybody, anybody who, who, who wants it can, can get it. And we want First Nation philosophies of our relationships to the land, Indigenous laws, to inform our policy positions and inform our policy prescriptions. And it's never a finished job. I, I think that we're in these university spaces, which are by and large foreign to Indigenous thought, and it's takes a lot of effort to figure out how to mold the two together in ways that make sense. And so I think Yellowhead Institute is unique and in this area, and hopefully we're able to make this work in a way, as I said, that's useful to communities. What are some opportunities for students to get involved? Well, I don't think that Yellowhead Institute will be sustainable over the long term if we don't grow a cohort of Indigenous and non-Indigenous undergraduate and graduate students at Ryerson. So I think one of our primary goals at the outset is to work to recruit those students to Ryerson, of course, to work with the students that are here, but to recruit students that are working on Indigenous governance issues and bring them in not only as research assistants, but researchers, community support workers, and of course, pay them and do some of the things that I mentioned earlier around mentorship and capacity building and and skills training and writing accessible research and doing research in an ethical way. And of course, you know, we want to learn from those students as well. My most important learning experiences come from the classroom from other students. And so we want to bring Ryerson students into Yellowhead Institute to do some of our work and to and to develop a, a relationship where they go away having taken something from this relationship as well. I'd also like to ask a little bit about your role in the Faculty of Arts. You rejoined Ryerson within the last academic year. What are some of the initiatives you've been involved with so far to improve Indigenous representation? Yeah, so my other job, I guess uh, my position is split between director of the Yellowhead Institute and advisor to the dean on Indigenous education. In that role, I do a handful of things. Basically, anybody in the Faculty of Arts that wants to add Indigenous content to their courses... I help them with that. Anybody that wants to create a new course in the Faculty of Arts focused on Indigenous issues, I, again, help with that. One of the main aspects of my role is helping departments recruit and hire Indigenous faculty. So we've actually been successful over the past year at doubling the Indigenous faculty in the Faculty of Arts. And that's a, an intensive process because there are a handful of universities in Ontario who are scrambling. They're now realizing their Indigenous faculty cohort is very, very small, and they're all scrambling to get Indigenous faculty. And so Ryerson is in competition with McMaster and U of T and York and, of course, universities across the country. And so it's a strange sort of climate to be in. It's much different from the one that I came up in, but we're working really hard to convince those scholars to come to Ryerson and going through the hiring process. And that's been a big part of my role as well. So so recruiting faculty, helping to get them hired and changing the curriculum, whether it's changing existing courses or creating brand new courses. Those, those have been the two primary roles. And then in, in addition to that, I provide informal and formal advice to department chairs, uh, to the dean, to 
staff in the Faculty of Arts on everything from program reviews to territorial acknowledgements. What are some aspects of Indigenous culture or thought or history that you'd like to see more emphasis of in the curriculum that maybe has been underexplored in academia? Well, I would like to see the creation of new academic units, first and foremost. I think that, you know, Ryerson is one of the few universities in the country that does not have Indigenous-focused academic units. There's no Native Studies, Indigenous Studies programs here. And I think that that is the reason why we have not been able to recruit Indigenous students to Ryerson. Our recruitment has been flat over five years, and we lose more faculty than we get in some years. And so I think we have to start looking at creating specific course offerings and program offerings that are going to recruit Indigenous students. And importantly, those programs should be developed by Indigenous people. And it's sort of a chicken and an egg sort of scenario, because how do you develop these programs if the Indigenous faculty aren't here? And it should be the Indigenous faculty that lead the development of those programs. So once we do a little bit better of a job recruiting some faculty, then I think we should create standalone Indigenous academic units. And the people that create those units are going to determine for themselves, whether it comes from a Haudenosaunee or a Anishinaabek or a Nehiao perspective, um, what the objectives of that program are, how they're going to contribute to the community. But I think that that's where we, we really need to start. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't include Indigenous content across the curriculum. I think that we should. But I really think that we need to focus on creating spaces where Indigenous people can design the content, Indigenous scholars, students, can, community members can design the content and deliver it in, in ways that they believe is suitable. Thanks for being here. Oh, happy to be, Will. Thanks. For Ryerson Today, I'm Will Sloan. listening to the Ryerson Today podcast. To find out more about what's happening on campus, please visit our podcast page at ryerson.ca slash Ryerson Today, add the podcast to your RSS feed, or subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and review us on iTunes, or contact us at ryersontoday at ryerson.ca with your feedback. You can also follow us on Twitter at RyersonU and Facebook. For more campus news, visit ryerson.ca. This podcast was recorded at the Allen Slate Radio Institute at the RTA School of Media in the Faculty of Communication and Design.